I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And like I said, Bob is Bob Shorey. He's one of the MCSEs. It comes in. He helps us out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And uh, we got two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. So, yeah, Danny had brought up Elon, how all the trouble he's having. He had some sort of interview with uh, the New York Times that didn't go well. And uh, now the Urban Dictionary is trolling him. Um because of his famous tweet where he declared funding secured uh, for his taking Tesla private at uh, 420, which is also another little thing people are thinking has to do with marijuana. But um, he swears it doesn't. He just rounded up from 419. Um, But now the Urban Dictionary is trolling him, um, saying basically the post says funding secured is something something said when you have no idea where you're going to get the money. (laughs) So poor Elon. You know, don't cry for him too much. Um, he'll be fine. Billions of dollars comes at a price. (laughs) Poor guy's working 120 hours trying to, you know, squeeze out all these $35,000 Teslas that go for $60,000, $70,000 a pop (laughs) with a $7,500 rebate from you and I and your friends and neighbors. If you sell a $67,000 car for $35,000, your profit comes from... Government subsidies? Well, the funny thing is, uh, I guess UBS also posted a, a thing saying that if Elon does sell, which he's, he's not going to, he's actually taking it off the table, a $35,000 electric vehicle, they'll lose $6,000 a vehicle So because of this new powertrain they put in. So Elon didn't do the math. I mean, he, he I think he's his heart's in the right place, uh, but uh, he's... That Twitter, that tweet there was against the short sellers. Tesla's stock is the one of the most shorted stocks on the market. Shorting means you're betting against it succeeding, and he doesn't like that. Um, so we posted that tweet. The stock went up 11% and, quote-unquote, hurt the short sellers. Now it's down a lot. He just made the short sellers a billion dollars um, after his his uh, discussion with, I guess, the New York Times or wherever. He just had this recent interview. He's having a rough day. But I digress. Let's get to your calls. Um, I mean, he is the modern-day Tony Stark without the weapons, but he is chucking stuff into space. So he's got some big rockets. He's got a flamethrower. You're right, Joey. He's got a big boring thing that actually drills holes in the earth, so he could be a you know a mad scientist if he wants to be. Well, Any, the uh, uh, Tony Stark character was really patent patent patterned after Howard Hughes. Oh, Stark was. Yeah. Yes. There's another guy. So you know what happened to Howard Hughes. I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's hope it doesn't happen to Mr. Musk. Let's go on to your calls. We're going to go to John, and we don't know where he's from. Hey, John, you there? Yes. What can we do for you, sir? I've got a uh, pop-up that keeps coming up on my computer, and it says that my disk cleanup for uh, 
disc, local disc D, yeah. is almost full, and mm-hmm. they want me to clean it out. Yep. But when I click on it and go to clean it out, it says there's zero bytes on the two items. One is recycle, and the right. other one is direct X. This is a Windows 10 machine, correct, John? Correct. And it was updated recently, correct? I believe so. Yep. This is Microsoft not knowing its um, elbow from its D drive. And uh, basically, this is a, it, it, we can't believe it. Every time Microsoft does these updates, what happens is it has to make the drive available. Um, it, basically, that little D drive is a segment of the system that is for recovery. And it's always low on space. By default, it's low on space. They formatted a little area that's small. And then, of course, the program does its update and forgets to rehide that drive. And now you get bothered for the rest of your natural life that your D drive is full, even though Microsoft knew it was. They set it up that way and then left, left things strewn about and forgot to turn it back off, turn that warning off. So it's a false warning. Now, you, we have ways of you fixing it that we posted on a past couple of shows. So if you go to our archive links, and we'll probably find it for our current links for you too, John. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll show you how to hide the D drive so Microsoft stops bothering you about the thing they already knew about. All right. All right, John. I will do that. All right, so good luck. Thank you very much. All right. Bye-bye. Good day. You too. It's like, you know, your car not knowing if it's got gas in it or not. It constantly says, you know, I might be on empty. (laughs) I might be on empty. I might be on empty. What are you going to do about it? I might be on empty. That's Microsoft for you. They don't even know. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Let's go on to uh, Carl in Nagatuck. Hey, Carl, what's up? Hey, Carl, you there? Yes, I'm here. Thank you. Thank you. Sure. What's up? we have a rather interesting situation. Uh, my wife and I have an HP running Windows 10, and uh, Thursday night it installed a bunch of updates on her. Friday morning she went to check her computer, and it says anytime she enters her password, which is the same for everything. The everything? What? The same for everything, Carl? Yeah. That's not a good idea, but we'll go. We'll move on to that later. But go ahead. Correct. Correct. <laughs> oh, by the way, what is her password? Yeah, we're not going to get Oh, that. come on. I thought I might get you there. <laughs> I tried to radio fish you. I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> but the, um, so the problem is when she enters her password, it yeah. says the username or password is not correct. Okay. And we don't know how to get around this issue. All right. So this is Windows 10. What do you think there, Bob, on getting a password correction on Windows 10? I don't know if she got... They, they may, after an update. After an update. Well, you, you, <laughs> you should be able to enter your password in. You want to check your, your caps locks, of course. Right. And if you're using the uh, numbers key, you want to make sure that the little light's on so that the numbers are activated. Because some people enter their, their letters on the keyboard and then go over to the key, uh, number pad right. to do the numbers. So you got to make sure that those are on. But... You know, the, I don't believe that it would have changed the password. So Correct. the password should be what it was. And the username, what do you see for the username? Is it her name? Is it the right username? Or is it something yes. different? And it make is. sure yep. that the caps lock is not on. Yep, no caps lock is on. I'm just going to check one other thing. Mm-hmm. You want caps yeah, lock? Yeah, no caps lock is on. That's... Yep, every time we enter it, it says the username or password is incorrect. And this is only after an update. So there are password hacks and password recovery tools, but I don't want to bring it up over the radio. 
Um, if you're truly, sh- if you truly think now, so here's the thing that we deal with all the time. If, okay. uh, if, if people, people sometimes literally they, they forget the password, even though they've been entering it over and over and over again, they have kind of a brain fart. There's no, there's almost no way that windows 10 would have changed it on her. Um, okay. so it's either she forgot her password and you know it since it's all password for everything that she does. Um, or you've got something corrupted that happened during the update. Now, can we get him in a safe mode? Oh, go ahead, Bob. Well, there's one other thing that's possible. Yeah. Okay. Um, first of all, you know, you got to make sure that you're spelling it correctly. And, you know, yeah. I know that's kind of obvious. But the other thing is that you may need, in order to log in, an Internet connection. Because under the early adoption of Windows 10, mm-hmm. they wanted you to create a, an account, a Microsoft account, that mm-hmm. was used to log in to your computer. Right. So, you know, when we set them up, we set up a local account. Right. So if your computer doesn't have an Internet connection, it can't authenticate with the Microsoft account, and then it can't get in. So you could have had an update where your network card is turned off, and now you're, you know, the update damaged or messed with the driver, and now you're not communicating with Microsoft, so they can't do the final connection. Or if, is the, what you're well, thinking. if it's a laptop and the, the and, Wi-Fi. and the Wi-Fi is not connecting, you know, if you can plug it into a wired network and get yeah. an IP, it might be able to get out and you might be able to log in. What do you think, Carl? Are we on the right track? What are we going to say? I, I think you might be on the right track because at the bottom of the screen, I'm noticing that there's three icons, but the one that has the Internet connection has a giant X next to it. Hey, and that's why we get the big bucks here. <laughs> So sounds good. I'll try connecting it to a network, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, because uh, we're, we're going to assume she knows her password, whatever that password is, which is on all, everything she does. By the way, tell it to stop doing that. Okay. Um, because basically any of the services that she uses, let's say she uses LinkedIn, let's say she uses Facebook, let's say she uses any of these online services, if it's the same as her PC, these services get hacked all the time, right? And okay. that information will be available in the dark web. So when they ever come across her name and, and email address, these guys in the third world have nothing to do but try them, right? And so there are plenty of people who use the same password for everything. They're really being silly. It's, it's just that you're just asking to be hacked. So she needs to start changing her password and not adding a one after the password. That's not changing the password. It needs to be something completely different. Um, or you're leaving yourself to be wide open just by just hacks that have happened. Yahoo had a Two billion email addresses hacked. So okay. everyone who has got their password there is you want available. A minimum of eight characters, yeah. upper and lower case, alpha and alpha, and then you want numbers. Right. And you want at least one or two symbols mixed in. Yeah. yeah and that would be the uh, upper uppercase top row. Right. So. All right, guys. I'll give that a shot and let you know how it turns out. We appreciate it. Let us know. Talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, yeah, so nothing, nothing like a Windows 10 update to knock you off the internet. <laughs> it downloads, doesn't know the D drive is uh, their own problem, and then knocks you off the internet. <laughs> ah, Microsoft, we love you so. We're going to take a quick break, get back to more of your calls. You have two lines open, uh, three lines open. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC. I know you're all out there mowing your lawn before it rains. That's all I got to do. But uh, if you need to ask a question, I'm here, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. 
This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here at 11 o'clock. We do have three lines open. I know it's one of those Saturday mornings, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. So feel free to get online. We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Let's go right to Bob in Deep River first. Morning, Bob. What's up? Hey, well, I'll tell you. I got a, a Windows 7 Pro laptop Dell. I'm running a um, older HP Inkjet printer. And no matter what I do, whether it's Excel, Word, or Quicken, or any kind of document, and I try to print it out, it always ends up on pause. You know, you can go to uh, print devices and printers and see what's printing. Yep. It's always on pause, and I have to unclick the pause to print it out. It's always on pause. I've gone to the Internet and looked to see if that, a lot of people have had this problem. Sure. And even people with brother printers have have this problem. I was wondering if it's something to do with Windows or what. And I've downloaded the software, you know, cleared it out and downloaded software, the new software and everything. And I was just wondering if you had a cure for this. Well, I'm trying to see if uh, if there's a default setting you've got set first. Um, obviously, you know how to unpause it, and then it goes ahead and, and prints, correct? So when you when correct. you unpause it, do you right-click on it and, and find the thing that says Use Printer Offline is checked? Um, no, it's not. It's online. No, I understand, but there's a setting. If you right-click on a printer, there's a setting on it that uh, should not be checked that says Use Printer Offline. We're wondering yeah. if that might be your problem. If that's checked, your printer is going to be paused. So then if you open up the, uh, you know, see what's printing, so to speak, the queue, you can unpause it there, but it's gonna, the printer's still going to be paused. Because you've told it that. To because use it somehow it got paused. Yeah, exactly. Use printer offline. Does that make sense? So if oh, you go okay. into control panel and devices and printers and right-click on that uh, printer... There's a line that says use printer offline that should not be checked. If it's checked, then that could be your problem. Um, I, I just did. Oh, it says uh, set as default printer. Um, there's, no, uh, there's no reading about, um, there's no uh, line saying um, using offline. Hmm. Okay. But some, what what are the settings? It is set to be active, right? So yes, yes. Is there a power saving going on here? Could it be one of those things where when you send the print job to it, the printer is kind of in a power saving mode and it hasn't woken up all the way? Yeah, not that I know of. I think I thought I had taken that off of there. My thought is maybe you haven't. So if, what about trying to um, turn the printer physically on first, then turn your computer on, and then send a print job. All right. We're going to assume everything's awake. Oh, 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 it's just a sequence of events. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just trying to see if you do it in that sequence. Turn the printer on, turn the computer on. Now the the computer and the printer are both awake and then send a print job. If that works, I think what's happening then would be that your printer is going into some sort of sleep mode and the computer doesn't see it there and that's why it's pausing the job until you say, "No, I'm awake and go ahead. Go ahead, Bob. Another idea." So, yeah, the uh setting that I was looking for, I kind of misspoke. So if you right-click on the computer and go about halfway down the list, it'll say Printer Properties, yes. not the one that says Properties. Or Actually, you want to get see what's printing. All right? Yeah. So if you open up the See What's Printing and then you click on the Printer menu, 
you'll see about two-thirds of the way down, it'll say use printer offline. And you want to make sure that that's not checked. Okay. It's not checked. Okay. okay. Then it might be, I think it might be power saving. So do a test there, Bob, with my thoughts as far as powering it up fresh, then bringing up the machine, then doing a print. If that oh, works, okay. then I think your power, your printer is going into some sort of sleep, sleep mode. mode. And okay. um, your, your printer, your computer is saying, hey, I'm going to pause this until the darn thing wakes up. And when you f- manually wake it up, you're sending a signal that, that it's up. I think that could be the problem. Um, try updating the printer driver as well. If you want, if you can go out to the manufacturer site and update the printer driver, that could help as well. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. All right, I'll Bob. try those. I'll try those. Thanks a lot. You're welcome, you guys sir. Got a, you guys got a good show. Thank you. Thanks for okay, listening. Very good. Very good. I listen to it all the time. We're happy you do. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Bob. All right. Let's go on to uh, oh, Ron in West Hartford. Hey, Ron. Hey. Good morning, Eric. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm uh, doing just fine. So I read in the Wall Street Journal this week there was a review of an app called Dashlane, which is a password manager um, and password generator, and it syncs across multiple devices. Mm-hmm. And it can even put you onto a VPN in case you're on insecure Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. And just calling to t- get your take on third-party password managers and you know, what yeah. your experience with them has been. My experience is I stay away from them only because of password managers that have had issues with being hacked themselves. Exactly, yeah. And so passwords, in my opinion, they're a problem, right? Having just one-step verification of just your password is is fine, but you need that second step. So we were talking uh, earlier about a physical key that you can purchase so that, yeah, you can have your password and manage it, and that's fine. So if this thing gets hacked, you don't care because if you have the Yubico key within your proximity you know, on you or connected to your computer, that second step really um, makes it safer for you to be able to log in. Um, so okay. then you could use any password manager you want and understanding that you're safe because of that second step is requiring a physical device on your person. So I'm sorry I missed that part of the show. So just tell me again what what the what the key is and how you use it. So basically, it's a physical key you could have on your keychain um, that you would plug into your computer. So when you logged in and your password, a USB key, yeah, USB key, right? And you're logging into whatever site you want to log into, and your password manager is dealing with the password piece of it. The UB the USB key has to be physically present on your computer to do the second step. So that you don't have to worry so much about password managers being hacked because if, even if they are, without the second portion of this to work, you're safe. Everything you own is safe because you're, you've connected it to the fact that you don't allow anything to happen without this key present. But, it, but if, I'm, uh, if I'm on the phone and I'm, yep. and I'm you know, trying to do some banking on the phone and I – They have that as well. Uh, uh, yeah, but um, – does the key work on the phone? Yes, sir. They have okay. they have so that's why I said it'd be on your keychain. Um, you have a near field communication style key or a US a Bluetooth key uh, that will talk to your phone and say, "Okay, John's put his password in." I'm sorry, okay. Ron's put his password yeah. in. Oh, and I see the key, so he must yeah. be the guy. Um, and then it'll let you in. There's a YubiKey Neo or Neo right for fifty bucks on their site. So I would strongly have you look at those types of technologies. Your password manager, as far as I'm concerned, you know, I like to write them down. Um, yeah. 
but uh, you can now feel a little safer by having a second factor. If you if you if you put that factor in place, you can use pretty much any password manager, as far as I'm concerned. Got it. Got it. All right, that's what I needed to hear. All right, Ron. Okay, appreciate it very much, guys. Yep. Good luck. Thank you. All right. Bye bye. Um, yeah, because passwords are a mess. They're they're just an utter mess. I mean, the last two callers ago, their you know, his wife's using the same password for everything. One hack, and somebody's got access to everything she does. One, two, three, four, five, six, yeah. seven, eight. Why am I doing the? Why am I doing the traffic, Joey? <laughs> Joey thinks it's a. He thinks it's a regular morning show. <laughs> He's a little rusty. He hasn't done our show in a long time. He figures it's Tuesday or something like that. <laughs> oh, there we go. There's the music we're used to. Yeah, he's got a whole computer problem over there he's fighting with. So we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Two lines open for you, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. So John and Lori, hang on. Everything we've talked about today has been posted live by Mike uh, G over at computertalkwithtab.com, the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you go to our Facebook page and you actually like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, the stuff will get into your news feed if Mr. Zuckerberg deems it worthy. Because now it's getting harder and harder to be deemed worthy. And who knows what's going to go to your news feed. And if you like us on Twitter as well, it'll get there as well at Tab Computer Sys. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab, Little Spirit of the Radio. Perfect song for radio. Uh, feel free to get online. We've got a couple lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Bob had found this article. I want to bring this up. It's a CNET article. And it's kind of interesting. Facebook is taking heat from HUD, allegedly, over discriminatory housing ads. So the thing about any kind of media that you use on the internet these days as far as advertising is you can do something called geofencing, I think is what it's called, and you can pick and choose exactly where you want that ad to go. You can pick and you can pick this down to the street if you want to, to have certain folks, individual people, see the ad. You can do it based on all sorts of demographics that you can select within these types of advertisements. And HUD is saying, look, you're being, you know, if you're you want to, you know, advertise uh an apartment for sale, you could discriminate against folks using Facebook's tools, advertising tools. And um, HUD's exactly right. I mean, that's one of the reasons that, that this is so successful is that you can be more selective with who you want to see the ads uh, that are out there, whether it be from Facebook or any other uh, internet-based technologies. Because you, you, with the cookies and all the information they know about you, they know literally more about you than you know about yourself. And, you know, if you did a if you did a search on calico cats, I mean, they can send an email to you for calico cat food uh, or whatever it might be that you're looking at, along with you're reading an article, and then boom, a calico cat food comes up in your on your Business Insider news that your feed you're reading. Uh, so Facebook's getting heat from HUD. Now the weird thing about this is, before the internet's and Al Gore invented it, before he invented the internet's, um, I was delivering newspapers. Right, I was delivering newspapers, six newspapers, Hartford Current, but I was only delivering those newspapers to people who paid for the newspaper, and nobody seemed to have any problem with the fact that the the ads the, the ads for HUD in the newspaper were not going to everybody, 
they're only going to the people who paid me. I don't know if that is, means anything or not, but it, I've always thought about it that way. News was expensive when I was a kid. Uh, I had to go out, get the newspapers and deliver them and get my 60 cents or whatever it might have been to deliver the news to people. So they were not seeing the. If you didn't pay for the paper, you weren't seeing the ad, period. Um, I'd never seem to have a problem with that. Same thing with advertising on television and stuff. It's expensive, right? It's extremely expensive. So the same thing happens in, in, in any, any other advertising method. Facebook allows you to be even more discriminatory as far as where you get the ad and which eyeballs go to, uh, to see the ad and now HUD's upset. But I don't know. Um, I agree with HUD that it is discriminatory, but what you're going to do about it is, is the key here. It's, it's Mr. Zuckerberg. Um, we'll see what happens, but it's the nature of the whole technology. It's what you're paying for. You don't want to waste money spent sending out the ad to everybody. You can be more selective. I think they charge you by the eyeball. Let's go on to uh, John in Enfield. Hey, John. Hey, John, you there? Yep. What's up? Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm running a, uh, an iMac desktop. Uh, 2011 I bought years and years ago, obviously, and it's yeah. starting to slow down, slow down on me. And primarily, I do just you know things like email, internet. Uh, I have a few Excel spreadsheets I run, but I would say the one thing that requires you know you know some uh, memory is the uh, I use Lightroom quite a bit, and I'm working yep. in, with raw, raw images. Yep. I don't do much don't do much with video, so I'm looking at getting a new machine, and they have the option of solid straight solid state excuse me straight through versus that Fusion Drive. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little Hybrid. Yeah, I'm a little leery of that. I just want to know if you have an opinion on that. And then finally, I guess there's been some rumors that they're going to come out with a new 28 configuration. I don't know if you guys have heard anything on that. that but that's the question is Fusion versus Solid State Straight Through. Well, if you can afford Solid State Straight Through, that's the direction we're always going to recommend. You get the best performance, but you'll have a smaller drive generally because they're expensive. And especially with exactly. anything with the word Apple next to it, you're going to get a teeny-weeny drive that's ridiculously expensive. Um even though it's going to be a drive that I could put in my Intel machines for a lot less. Uh, so if you if you have the money and you need the performance, solid state, but you're going to have a very small partition. <laughs> okay. So keep that in if mind. You went, if you went that way, then you could probably just keep everything on a, on a backup drive or something, all yeah. the data, correct? You could, right. You can get an external drive. Uh, attached to your the machine you're going to get or but the hybrid drives are nice too uh we build a lot of machines with hybrid drives so your boot up times are really fast and you get some of the benefits of a solid state without the cost so you get larger hard drives so it really comes down to how much space you need and um the cost and when you're talking apple it's going to be a lot more expensive than if you looked at a pc for the same technology but you're an apple guy so you're you're already in the apple ecosphere right you already understand yeah yeah iPhones everywhere, iPads yeah. everywhere, so yeah. I'm kind of stuck. No problem. I'm not going to try to change your mind there. So it's just down, <laughs> it's down to your, your price point, what you can afford, and how much space. So, you know, 128 right. is the, probably the smallest you're going to look at there, but I would try to get 256 if you can, or even 512 for the SSD. Okay. Um, okay. Most computers these days are going to have one or two terabytes of storage for traditional drives. Get is going to be much. I mean, I'm running a platter right now on a 2011 configuration. Yeah, so old it's stuff. All be, it's all going to be faster. Lightning speed faster. Even if you don't, even if you get a hybrid drive, it'll be lightning faster than what you're doing now. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Thanks, John. Good luck. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Solid state's the way to go, though, if you can if you can afford it. 
Let's go on to Tech in Manchester. Hey, Tech, what's up? Jack. Yes, hi. Hi. I have a spam problem. Okay. What happened is I am getting emails from, uh, it appears from people that I know. However, they have changed the spelling of the person's name. Yep. And also, the sender's address changes every single time. So yep. I can block them. Yes. But I only block that one, and the new one comes up. You know, I'm getting like three or four uh, a day. Spear phishing. It's spear phishing. It is spear phishing. Um, it's a, it's a problem. It's basically nothing. There's not a whole lot you can do other than go into your email provider's spam settings. So who is giving you your email? Who who's your email provider? Cox. Okay. It's funny because I have the same problem on my Cox account. I haven't bothered to go and fix it. It's only on one person doing this to me, but it is annoying. I get three or four of them a day from, from somebody I know with the spellings all changed of their name. It's really bizarre. It is. Um, and I haven't bothered to do this myself because I just delete the messages and nobody in my house is going to click on them. Yeah, well, I delete them also, but it's just like every morning I go through and it's like bing, 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 bing. I got three or four of them. Yeah. And now it's more than one person. It's uh Three, maybe four people now. I would contend somebody in that person's mailbox might have been impacted. How about mine? No, you're the recipient. Um, most likely, it's them. The person's name, and I've, you know, called the person who's doing it. That's happening to to me with their name, and um, I had them look at it. But I got a feeling it's you know somebody's got their their address book. Right. So if you go to Cox's uh, spam settings, you log into your your Cox account. Mm-hmm. You can increase your spam settings to be more um, more forceful. And it might clamp down on these emails um, by just increasing the spam, the spam settings so that you uh, get less spam. It That's, seems like they never get tired, you know. No, I, I know. I, I delete them, man. The thing must be just in a, automatic in a computer somewhere. Correct. It seems very automated. Um, all, the, all the messages inside them are all a little different. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of it's pretty uh pretty amazing uh all the time and effort that was put into it but it is silly because it's such a weird I mean some of the spellings of the person's names are are just baffling right <laughs> Absolutely Yes okay. so I'll, I, I'll try that with Cox That's all you can really do there's nothing else you can do tech besides that there's no control you can't stop the mailman from delivering the junk mail other than through your spam settings Yep Okay doc All right Hey thanks a lot guys Our appreciate pleasure. your program Thank you Bye Bye have you got any of those, Bob? Well, I get them all the time. Well, like like he described the same way where it's like a guy's name is, let's say, Bill Smith, and then you get oh. an email from Will Smoth, and then you get an email from Zill Smooth. I mean, it, no, I don't get too many of those. Okay. I mean, most of them get filtered. Yeah. You know, and I do go through my spam looking for false positives every day, but, yeah. you know. All right. Yeah. That's really all you can do is increase your spam settings. I'm going to take another call then, Joey, okay? All right, he's cool with it. We're going to go to Lon in Newington. Hey, Lon. Oh, hi, guys. I have a question. My computer has a solid-state drive. My guy hasn't failed yet, but if it's failed, how can I retrieve my data from that drive? I know the regular drive, there's company that do it. But those solid-state ones, there a way to get to it? Yeah, same way. Those companies will try to get the data back for you, like... Kroll on track. We've talked about them before. You can get data recovery from them, but the best way to get your data back is to back it up first. Uh, yeah, I do that. All right, good. 
Uh, but you can. Thank you, guys. You got it, Lon. Yeah, you can get you can get your data back from these data recovery. It's pretty much like a SD card, a big monster SD card. These guys can plug it in and try to recover it, depending on how it fails. So it can be done. We're going to step out for a quick break. We got a bunch of lines open for you on this Saturday morning. Doctor Alessi will be in after the show, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for healthy rounds. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. We're here until 11 o'clock. And uh, lines are wide open, guys, if you want to get a call in here. Usually the lines are all jammed up. But I do think you're all mowing your lawns before it rains, just like I have to do after the show. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. So we had some news for that you. That makes three of us. Yeah, you too. <laughs> so what do you got, Bob? You wanted to bring up some news as we wait for some calls. Yeah, okay. Now we're coming into the uh, election. We just finished the primaries. Yes. But uh, we're coming into election season yeah. in a few months. So much fun. Yeah. We. And uh, so I got another CNET article. 36 states are using hack- hacking detection sensor to protect the midterm elections. All right. So they're going to use this thing that's going to prevent me from <coughs> hacking. Hacking. Oh, uh, <laughs> hacking and coughing. Gotcha. There you go. So anyway. That um, was bad. Everyone's groaning out there. Well, <laughs> I have this book, Dad Jokes. And there's 100 Dad Jokes. My wife made me read it while we were on uh, our weekend trip. <laughs> Wow. Your jokes are that bad that you gave you another bad book about bad jokes? Well, it jokes. came from one of my son's uh, wife or girlfriend. And, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I had to read it. I was obligated. All right. So what is this See, we're talking about our kids. Yeah, I know we are. Well, sorry. <laughs> I had to figure out where that came from. But go ahead. Anyway, uh, these things are called Albert sensors. Okay. They can detect hacking attempts and alert the government agencies quickly. Um. So the U.S. Uh, is beefing up voter system security in preparation for the 2018 elections. Most U.S. states have employed Albert sensors, a technology that could detect hacking attempts and send alerts to federal and state government agencies, Reuters reported. Mm-hmm. This comes after Russian hackers reportedly breached voter registration databases in Illinois and Arizona. These databases are critical when it comes to verifying a voter's identity. Well, they probably went in there and deleted all the dead people. When he or she <laughs> cast the vote at the polling station. That's not happening. Well, in Illinois, yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. There's an old saying in Illinois. May may you ve- vote often. Uh, may you vote every year and often as many times as possible for the rest of your life and many years thereafter. <laughs> there you go. So they're anyway, actually make sure that the voter, uh, registry, the, the voter registry database is uh Oh, in Illinois, which, they got nailed so many times for so many people that uh, voted who had passed away many, many years. Yeah. <laughs> and they voted every year. That was before the Russians. All right. Yeah. So they're going to have Albert now know if uh, the, the Russians are going to go in there and delete people off the rolls. That's right. the concern. Sure. Well, as of August 7th, 36 states had installed Albert sensors in their election systems, according to Reuters. The sensors are designed after a system that is used to guard federal government networks, Bloomberg reported. They reportedly can't block cyber attacks, but they can send suspicious information to a federal and state information sharing center near Albany, New York. Mm -hmm. Government agents can then reportedly attempt identifying if it's actually a hacking attempt and notify the states more quickly. And then those guys are going to say, what do we know about IT? <laughs> Jeanette Menfra, a top cybersecurity official at the Department of Homeland Security, also sat down with CNET earlier in February yep. to discuss the different ways hackers can interfere 
with the midterm elections. Mm. Pretty much anything is going to have some vulnerability that somebody is going to try to exploit, Manfred said during the interview. Mm -hmm. The Department of Homeland Security didn't immediately respond to a request for comment. Now, again, so, what we do here in uh, the state of Connecticut is we have a paper ballot. So when you put the thing through, it gets counted electronically, and then the paper itself goes to a bin, and then it's found sometime, somewhere in Bridgeport um, when they need extra votes. But the point is it's a paper <laughs> <laughs> it's a paper ballot, so they can actually corroborate the votes with the electronic number, right? It's a scanner. So the key is, though, if you walk up to the uh, voting place and they say, oh, you're not on the list. I think even in Connecticut, though, you can still cast a provisional ballot. So even if they took you off the list, um, you could, I think, I'm not, I'm not the Secretary of State, but I'm pretty sure you can still cast a vote. Um, and you can actually register right there, I think. In some cases, you can register same day. So if you had to go and register, you could do that, too. Yeah, you could. Uh, my understanding was you could register same day, but you couldn't change party affiliation the same day. Yeah. So, interesting they're going to put these Albert sensors. Are these things made in China? No, I'm just kidding. Uh. <laughs> no, just the chips. That <laughs> right. We'll put a link up to the Albert sensors. You can read about it. And uh, they're trying to protect us from the Russians. Thank you so much. Let's go on to uh, Stacy in Middletown next. Hey, Stace, what's up? Um, I am having cell phone coverage. I'm wondering if you might be able to give me some guidance. My so husband says it's my phone, which is an Apple 6, but... Oh, okay. You have, so what do you have for a cell phone service? Are you on it now? I'm sorry. Are you on your cell phone now, Stacey? Yes. I agree. It stinks. It stinks. I don't, don't move. <laughs> okay. Who's your carrier? Um, yeah, it is. Um, maybe it is my phone. Yeah, who, but who's your carrier, Stacey? Who's a carrier? We have Verizon, and then in the house, we have Frontier. Okay, so you have internet in the house. You, you broke up, of course. <laughs> you said that. It could be my phone. It could be your phone. Does your husband have a Verizon on his phone, too? He's a Samsung, and he doesn't break up. Through, a, through Verizon, though, right? We both have Verizon. Okay, the newer versions of operating system of Android can allow you to do Wi-Fi connections. So if you've got a good Wi-Fi signal in your home, you can make Wi-Fi connected calls. So you're probably yeah. running an old version of Apple, which is uh, Apple 6, um, and you're not able to make Wi-Fi calls, I don't think, with an Apple 6. Right, Bob? Well, I have an Apple 6. Can you do Wi-Fi calls? Uh, no, but, right. um, but I'm not having that problem. Well, she's my a, question she could be is, in a bad spot. Well, she could be in a bad spot. The other question is, how long has it been since she rebooted her phone? Oh, I do it every – I get that frustrated. I may do it every week. Wow. When it gets particularly bad. So, and have you uh, done the latest update, firmware update? Or do you just keep saying no later? No, no. I will do the update. Okay. So when we used to have Verizon 2 in our house in Southington, and I'd have to step on my tippy toes to send a text because um, we had bad service in Verizon where we were in, at, at our home. I switched over to Google Project Fi. Check it out. Okay. If you're in the market for a new phone, Check out Google Project Fi. It's going to leverage three different cell services. It uses Wi-Fi calling, and my cell phone bill is twenty-two bucks a month, including no way. data. Yeah, I swear, I'm not kidding. And if you turn the you know the data protections on and don't let your data you know run out um, of your phone, you will find that uh, you'll save a ton of money. And your husband obviously is an Android fan, so uh, check it out, Google Project Fi. But I I agree, your phone has a problem because you're cutting in and out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, and okay, so here's my big thing about Google is that I, I'm just 
I'm paranoid about them. I hate them. I hear um, you. I hear you. And I can't quell I mean, your fears. The Googleplex is always listening. I don't know about it. <laughs> at least okay, a- okay. Apple does a better job with privacy. I agree with that. Yeah. So far. So far. Until they don't. Well, they tell it. They tell us we did. Until they, they don't. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right, Stacey. Look into it. You got it. Good luck. Thanks. Yeah, bye. bye-bye. The thing about cell phone service is if you can get it through your Wi-Fi, if you can do cell phone calls through your Wi-Fi, you don't have to worry about coverage anymore. I want to thank you guys for joining me on this lovely Saturday morning. Thank you, Joey Burgoyne, for, for being in our in our production area. Man, that's awesome. It's nice to see him. Thank you, Mike G., for posting everything live. Dr. Alessi's up next. See you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.